overall performance for um, Saturday for the offense? Um, you know, putting up 38 points against a very talented Duke team. Um, what did you see and what did you like from the team? Yeah, I mean, you know, improvement-wise, we still talked about the obvious situations on Sunday where we're talking about um, I thought that we did a better job in the red zone this game, which was positive. But, you know, same situation, halftime, two-minute drives. We got to do a better job. Um, obvious run, obvious pass downs, you know, the critical situation, the fourth and ones, the third and longs, the things of that where, we, where everybody kind of much knows what you do. We got to execute better. But I thought the response was there. And um, what I love about our team, I'm on the sideline, is that there's never any panic or unsettlement or, I mean, it's just, you know, they're going whatever needs to be done, they're going to get done and make sure we come out with the win. So they've learned that winning behavior, which I'm proud of that. Seemed like an awful lot was working for Jordan in the final few drives of the game. I guess mm -hmm. what stood out about his performance when, when it really when the game was on the line? Yeah, I mean, Jordan, he knows what it what needs to be done to win. You know, whether we need to, you know, whether it be handing off the ball, whether it be throwing it, you know, tight ends had big games his name. I thought he did a good job checking the ball down, finding the tight ends, finding the check, like, you know, not forcing much. And then, you know, you know he's, still a, he's still a dynamic athlete. And um, so it, it, it gives the defense a lot of problems to be able to, because sometimes they forget that he is a dynamic athlete and he can run and he can pull the ball and be very dangerous. So I, mean, I, I like what Jordan has done so far this season of just finding whatever needs to be done to make sure we come out on top in the second half and in best, especially in the fourth quarters. Can you talk about the offensive line rotation? It seemed like all eight guys got significant time Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, all eight of them got in there good. I, I limited Rob a little bit more than normal. I think I only got him one or two drives in there, still letting him heal up. Um, Bless started the game, and then I finished it up with Darius, let him finish the game. And I left Keandre in a little bit longer because I thought the matchup was good. He's a bigger body. He got on the screenplay, you know, things like that. So I think we're able to not only keep some of those plays off those guys so we can keep getting better as the season goes, but also we got guys that can go in there and help us win where it's not like a – a significant drop off like Byers. He didn't finish the game the week before, but he finished this one. He, he, I took him out a little bit early to sell him down a little bit, and he played really well in the second half. So uh, I'm just proud of, of those guys. You know, they've bought into the rotation. They understand it. And also, I can use it as a motivational tactic, too. You know, you saw a couple of guys, maybe they got, I mean, Meach got a holding call. I pulled him on that play. Um, not, to, not to basically say he's in trouble, but to, hey, what, what happened? I get more conversations mid-drive because I can swap those guys out pretty good and get instant information instead of waiting for, you know, a touchdown or a kick. So, you know, they understand it, you know, and I believe in those guys to help us win games. So, I, you know, it's not a, you know, I, I trust those guys. You talked about running in those obvious situations. Mm -hmm. um, are those usually a, a numbers deal or a scheme deal, or is it is guys just have to win their one-on-ones, a technique, or where, where do you think that – where's the growth opportunity? All, all. Um, you know, a couple of situations came out. We were laid off the ball on the quarterback sneak. Um, we got to hear the count, understand the difference of the cadence variations when we're doing those type of things. And then on one, you know, we had an open B gap. JB went down, climbs the linebacker. We got to assist the tight end backside on that. That was an open B gap rule that we got to make sure we get our feet in the ground. It's not just like an open field play. You know, that situation is different than just running zone on first and 10 and fourth and one, knowing they're going to pinch hard. So that was a situation he has to learn from. Um, whether it be pass protection and three man rush, where even if you go three man rush, the tackle is still by itself if the guards don't come help him. So them understanding, hey, all right, I'm giving the center my body, but I'm giving the tackle my eyes. And those little things that, because that, like that was Keandre's first time in that deal, but I had 
Meech and Casey in the other week. So it's just always learning from those situations. But when we got into the situations again, I saw the improvement. And that's all I'm looking for in the game of, of when it happens again. So the, the fourth and one, uh, JB didn't help there. And then later on, he did. And then this play Rodney scored. Darius Washington did a, a phenomenal job of banging the tight end and getting to the backers, what we want to do in that situation. So I get to show the example of that's what I'm talking about in that situation so we can see the improvement. So now you play the next game, it's not that anymore. So as long as I'm seeing that constant improvement as we, we're, we're going, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, that's what I want to see. For um, Jaheim Bell, obviously he's um, get provided mm -hmm. the um, explosive plays throughout the year. For him to be that safety valve, to be the guy that was moving the chains, was you know, um, how do you th what do you think of his performance? And then also Marquise and Douglas was plenty involved in the first drive. Um, mm -hmm. Just overall the tight ends play. Yeah, I mean um, Duke is a really good. That was a really good defense, and um, they did some things that kind of you know clouded and, and put some underneath and over the top coverage on the outside. So I thought Jordan was small with the ball. He distributed to the tight ends and the backs. He had some good check down to the running backs. Um, the screen game came alive. His run game. So well. We, you know, we, we try, we, we attempt to make it difficult to slow us down. You know, you can, I mean, there's different ways we have to be able to find ways to advance the football. So whatever you're taking away, we got to be good enough to make sure whatever you're not taking away, we can be explosive in it also. So it's just putting those guys in the best situation. And Jordan does a phenomenal job of distributing the ball. But now Marquise had the between the legs catch. I mean, should have caught the first time, but he's a good player. Morlock had a big deal, big, um, big. What I liked about Morlock, when he caught the ball, tight turn, get vertical. Jaheim Bell finding the space in the middle and then getting those tough yards and also blocking. You know, Jaheim did a really good job on some of those runs with Jordan. He was the lead blocker on those deals. So, I mean, those guys, it's a total buy-in of, and we're going to find a way and whatever's deemed necessary that we can find and exploit, we're going to do it. What does Wake Forest do on defense? Anything in particular stand out to you on film with them? Yeah, I mean, Wake, um, Mustafa, number three, man, I think he's one of the better safeties, I man, tackling safeties I've seen. Man, they press you down, they can get down, they can, they, they get, they, they, they got up in the same base look, but they got so many different deals that give you issues where they'd be moving the front right before the snap, going to three down to four down, and things of that sort, how they can basically get, you know, the safeties involved in a run game, how they can, you know, create the twist in the, in the D line that creates problems. So you might think you got a light box, but they're understanding how to leverage the run with the guys in the box to create the extra hat by dropping in and out or changing the front right before. So they're going to create, create some problems. So we got to make sure we're on point, understanding what we're strong at and giving our guys the answers and the tools. But you know, they, they, you know, they've always been solid on defense, and so we got to make sure we're on point. Kind of wanted to circle back around to some of the the things that you're teaching offensive linemen, like during the rotational parts when you bring out someone like a Meach to talk to them. Like, how are you getting data points in that moment of mm -hmm. as you're watching the game obviously happen, but you're also trying to teach a player simultaneously? Right. I guess how do you go about knowing what they're doing right and wrong in real time, and then being able to correct them while things are happening? Well, we were running a little bit of a man scheme, the insert scheme, and. Um, they twisted on one, and Meach grabbed the guy when he came in, and I and I and I and I didn't see the grab, and I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to see was it the scheme, the man, or do was it the movement? So I I sent um, KJ in, I think it was KJ or Casey, and I put Meach to the side. I said, Meach, you know what happened? And he said, Well, he twisted it, and I, I, I hit him too. I grabbed him too high. I said, All right. Then on one, um, we had a man scheme called, and the guy slanted out, and Casey got swam on it. So I sent, you know, Meech Casey, what happened? He came out quick. So then that communication becomes, hey, coach, 
we probably need to get out of the lock schemes and go more, you know, just full zone so we can be able to handle the movements a little bit better while we're out there, you know, and I'm getting this information just as if I'm with on the sideline. So we're able to make the adjustments and then in the, in the inside zone start hitting for us later on. So, I mean, it, it, it's not only just information, but it's also matchups, um, fatigue, number count. We got to count on these guys. So it, it helps us mid-drive if I need to get immediate information, if I'm confused on something. If we see it, if we see it in the box and I know what it is, I know exactly what it is, might not cause for a substitution because, hey, a guy just lost a block or a guy went to the wrong guy. So I can, I mean, that's ball. That's going to happen. But if it's something that I am not for sure clear on that I want information from, I'm going to make sure I get the information. How would you describe LT as a player? Like, because mm. he, he he's not just like this is the, what he brings to you. He does so many different things. Yep. Like, if you were telling somebody you've got this guy Lawrence Tofield, like, how would you describe him as a player? Uh, just ultimate focus, um, unselfish. Um, you know, uh, growth. Um, because LT has made some big plays here, even from young, and and now he's being that older vet guy in the room and. He used to be a guy we only could say, hey, we're going to line up and do these things. Now he can do it all. So just the growth and the development of, of, of being a complete running back, he has been the display of that. Um, and, and that's why I've been proud. LT, one of my favorite players on here, just because he went through it all, man. He, he had to go through the game, the game weight. Um, he went through when we didn't have many backs. And I remember going out to practice, and he said, I ain't getting hurt. You know? So he was like, because you know, we, were, we were scrimmaging at the time, and we started getting low. On guys and 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 coaches like, well, let's start pulling some guys. And LT said, well, don't pull. I'm not gonna get hurt. I'm fine. And what he was basically, he wanted the reps. He wanted the repetition because he wanted to fix some of the things that we had been on him about. And um, and he's doing a better job. He's protecting the football really well. Man, I, I've been real proud of LT. Um, just just how focused and how committed he is to the to the development and process of it. But and he's a dynamic playmaker. So that that makes it even better if we can just get the ball in his hands. But now, LT is the steady Eddie of this offense, man. He's been a cornerstone of that room because the room has changed, and he's always been constant in it. A guy like uh, Kaziah Holmes, obviously, mm -hmm. I man, that's a that's a deep room. It's I'm sure hard to get on the field, even where you may be earning it or showing out on the practice field. Absolutely. How have you seen him wait his turn, and I guess how nice for him to be rewarded Saturday night? Well, yeah, not really waiting your turn, just earning your reps. Um, you know, you got to be a guy that we, we we're not. We're not having any specialized plays where we're going to say we're going to call this and you're going to be in. you got to know what to do if the play is called and, and, what, and what we're requiring to do. So as they keep learning that, where we're not making these specialized packages and things where he can go in there and be in every down back, whether it be protection, catching the ball, running whatever scheme it is, whether it be inside or outside. So as he's growing in that and showing improvement, He's earning those reps, same way with Rodney, same way with all of them. You got to be able to go in there and the play that's called in, you got to be able to execute it no matter what the situation is. If you're in there on third down, you got to be able to pick up the protection. If we run the ball outside, you got to be able to, if we're swinging the ball, you got to be able to catch it or you'll build unnecessary tendencies. So as he's committed to the growth and the process of it, he's starting to see the dividends of his hard work. And because and I was a good player, but like you said, it's, it's good players. So you got to be on point, you know, to get out there and get some meaningful reps or. You know, it forces you to be more focused in, in your task at hand and not really say, well, it, you know, it, you, you can earn it and you can practice hard, but it's still another guy that might still be. But LT might still be practicing harder than you. Trey might, you know I mean, so you got to pick it up even more, which is, which is why it's elevating the play of a lot of guys on the roster. Uh, against a good defense like Duke, well, any defense really, but especially mm -hmm. a good one, how, how beneficial is it, you mentioned it, uh, to have a dynamic playmaker at quarterback, man? Mm -hmm. it, it, you started running the ball as a team much better when 13 started running the ball. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is Duke because, you know, they, they can manipulate the box. They can add numbers. They can make it look like a light box, but they got to twist backside and, and the corner's peeking inside to make that seventh guy. So when you have a quarterback that understands, that's the name of the game. I mean, it starts with that position, and everybody knows it. That's why they get the most attention. They get, the, they get uh, too much blame and not enough credit, you know. But Jordan has been doing it for so long. I mean, he sees it. He knew the conversations. He knew when he could pull it. On one of the pulls, you know, we hadn't even talked about pulling the ball, but he saw it. So, you know, of course the run game is better in, in, in all football when, you, when your quarterback presents a problem as a run because he's the extra hat. Um, but, no, man, Jordan, this offense is his offense. So as he sees it and he executes it and, 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 and we trust him fully to go out there and make great decisions, our job is to make sure we don't do nothing crazy and, and ask him to do something that don't need to be done. When you guys came here, four years ago, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things you talked about was wanting a team where everybody is happy for each other when they do well and not just mm -hmm. about themselves. Did you, is it even stronger than it was last year or did you feel like you guys turned the corner a while ago? Like, it, is it continuing to get strong? It's a continued process, but it's a reset every week and every day because emotions are real. Want to is real. I want a room full of skilled players that want the football and desire it every play. Because um, that drives practice, that drives improvement. But it's a, it's a constant battle because as you keep going in this, the pressure builds up even more. So it's that constant continuation to humble myself and actually be thankful for a teammate, a brother, and even in not only just those players, but coaches, people, every profession, you know, we all want to be, man, that guy got this, how can I can't, why, man, his article, did my article was better, you know what I mean? So it's always that constant humbleness and humility to build the relationships where you're constantly, constantly happy for another teammate because when you get your moment, like I, that was my favorite moment when Deuce broke the, the, the kickoff return because you saw players on the sideline, I mean, everybody was so happy for Deuce because Deuce is a good player. He really is. He's big, fast, strong. He's learned the position. He was a quarterback in high school, and he's steady developing. So to see that moment and him take advantage of that opportunity, everybody was happy because they were genuinely happy to see him have success because they know how hard he's working. And so those are the moments that, that not only put us back in focus and reset the mindset for, for, to love each other, but it makes it more real and authentic and not just speeches and words.